what's going on what's up what is happening the just joking podcast is back live i am one half of the podcast king and i'm joe man hey joe man it is good to be back live brother man you know we had some things uh going on both in our lives that uh i caused a reschedule on one side i think you caused a reschedule on the other side and then uh we had one where we just said, you know what, this week, this week, it's just not going to happen. But yeah. we decided too that we are taking this serious and we've created some things, uh, started some stuff on the horizon here that it's in the initial planning stages for now. But hey, y'all stay with us, rock with us here. We're going to keep putting out content. Keep engaging with the audience as they join in or ask questions. But let's get the marketing out the way real quick. You can find the Just Joking podcast streaming now live on Facebook and YouTube. Every Wednesday, sorry, every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And then we take this video and we rip it to audio, no edits, and put it out there on all major podcasting platforms. If you want to reach us, reach us through YouTube, reach us through Facebook, or even send us an email at just.joe.kingpodcast at gmail.com. I finally got that right. Give me a round of applause. Where's my round of applause? There it is. <laughs> so, Joe, as we always like to start off, man, because I'm real big on mental health and just doing a check-in. Start us off, brother. How you doing? Man, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing decent. Like uh, I've been through some stuff since the last time we had a chance to sit down and really talk with everybody. Um, my family and I caught caught the Rona. It got us. You know, uh, that was a little rough. Uh, thankfully, we're all good. Everything's straight. We're better now. Got my taste back, which is which is a big deal. Couldn't taste coffee for like two weeks. I was absolutely miserable. I mean, I was miserable when I was sick, but way more miserable from the side effect afterwards of no coffee, man. Ugh. How do you even adult without coffee? Um, right. But um, some good things have come up. Uh, I'm doing more stuff. I'm getting out of the house a little bit more. Um, you know, Jeb, my, my partner in crime, is, is helping me with that. Um, yeah, but... And that's helped me do better. You know what I mean? So it's I've been pretty good. How have you been? Hey, man, it's been – life's been interesting. So for me, I've had a lot of really good happen in my life. The negatives that I've had weren't necessarily directly involved with me. Somebody that me and you both know, son, recently um, took his own life. And as a parent myself and you as well, I can't really imagine or have an idea of what our peer is going through. The guy that me and Joe both know is an Army veteran himself, two-time Purple Heart recipient. I believe his MOS, he was a scout sniper. So, um, you know, he's seen some stuff. And to have to deal with the loss of your child like that, who joined military service as well i can't imagine what that feels like every time i think about it it makes me sad but i know my sadness 
is in no way, shape, or form anything close to what yeah, uh, our what friend feeling. is feeling with the loss yeah. of his kid. Um, and one of the things that we, we always talk about, hey, look, I've called it only to check to see how it works to make sure that it works. I didn't want to recommend something to somebody and that it not work out. But if you need to talk to someone, there is a national suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. As a matter of fact, let's just put it on the screen. National Suicide Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. I actually um, believe in this as a resource so much, Joe, that before this year is out, I'm getting that number tattooed on my arm in a very visible spot. I think I'm going to do it somewhere uh, where my first tattoo was at, probably mm -hmm. have it somewhere under here. That way, yeah. it's there. It's there, man. That resource from talking with some other people has been a valuable resource in getting people assistance and help. And I want to make sure that people are aware of it and that they know about it. So um, that's been uh, a lot of the heavier stuff that's been weighing on my heart. I've had some yeah. funny stuff that's happened and I'm going to show it up on the screen here. I just went on a little mini vacation, man. I think it's always good to, if you get the time to take time off. Well, I went to go and visit my cousin out at the Outer Banks, North Carolina. Him and his wife go every year as part of their anniversary celebration. I think they've done it for the last eight or nine years. <sighs> I get out there and this happened to me. <laughs> I wasn't intentionally trying to drive my car on the beach, but there is a path that it goes from concrete road to gravel to, to sand and it's about maybe three quarters of a mile of of beach like this and there's plenty of signs that tell you four-wheel drive needed well i was not looking at those signs mm. and and that happened <laughs> <laughs> so there's this and see i think i can have it to where I can show this other one as well. I was fine until I stopped moving. There was another car up here. When that car stopped, I had to stop, and then it was game over. Took me three $395 fits. My cousin, who I was there with, him and his wife, they know nothing about this. And since they don't follow my uh, podcast and any of my videos, unless somebody tells them, they're just never going to know. Now, if he finds out, cool. <laughs> but I'm never really going to tell him on my own let's see um and then kind of the finding that's pretty that i'm excited about in any way that makes up a part of me and who i am i got my daughter today for the entire summer and me and her have some plans you know for as much as we can that's do awesome. i still have to work you know what i'm saying yeah. I still have to do yeah. my nine to five but i definitely want to try to take advantage of the time that I've got with her since it's going to be more than, you know, just a weekend uh, yeah. every other week. So I'm looking forward to that, man. That, that pretty much makes me happy. And and, and uh, that uh, kind of rounds up my mentals and, you know, how I'm doing and, and everything like that. All right. Awesome. Now, let's get into the subjects for today. We got a couple of different things that we're going to to talk about before we get into the word of the day and close our 
podcast. First things up, you know, we always like to start off light, light here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's start off with some light stories. Let, let, let me ask you, have you ever thought about what you would do if you won the lottery? Like millions. Hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I got a general idea of what I would do. Um, if, if you found out who would be the first person that you call. I mean, my wife, if she wasn't immediately next to me when I found out, um, I don't know that I'd call anyone personally. Okay. How do you think your wife would respond if you told her, babe, I just won $5 million or we just won $5 million. I'm pretty sure that I I would say I, you would likely say we. (laughs) We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it would be best. If I started off with we in that conversation, um, honestly, I think she'd shit a brick, but um, <laughs> she'd be she'd be happy. I mean, like relieved because we, you know, like like everybody else, we got bills and we got things we got to pay off. So um, I think ultimately she'd be really excited to get some stuff cleaned off our plate, you know, house paid for probably move somewhere else with with the different area code but ultimately you know i think we wouldn't be too lavish we just use that money to like ride out the rest of our life with you know what i mean okay all right you'd be like this and haul ass away from maryland right i don't know if you can Mm. hear the sound effects Uh, i can't but i'm sure they can oh man okay yeah that you know i I have to figure that out. I think it's just a setting on my side. But um, so a guy in Virginia buys Mm -hmm. a $30 scratcher, finds out that he won. um, Oh, yeah. You know what? Here it is on my side. Let me do this. And I hope I don't mess this up. Pardon me. Okay. So you can still hear me. You can't hear me anymore. No, can't hear you. All right, damn it. Okay, what's up the stream? I'm back now. You should be able to hear me, right? It's back on default. You can't hear me now. No, I can't hear you at all. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, I shouldn't have done that. We're gonna have to get this figured out here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so the guy won, I think, something like $10 million. I, I think I know the story King's trying to tell me about. See, that's the beauty of the show is King doesn't tell me everything beforehand. I, I come on the show and I'm just like learning everything with along with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, All right, I'm back. Hey, mm-hmm. there he is. Hey, there, there we go. go. How about this? Yeah, now I can hear it. Yeah. All right. I just had to get out, get back in. But yes, you were right, man. I'm going to jump in here. So, uh, guy wins $5 million. All right. And I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, Article today. Hey, $5. He calls his wife. And the first thing he says is, get home safely. (laughs) Which, hey, you know what? It wouldn't help anybody else out if you were nervous and 
you weren't yeah. able to be able to get home safely. Y'all could game plan and figure out um, how to claim your winnings. But the guy said that his hands were shaking. He bought it at a Sheets, which I partake in lottery games and stuff like that. And I primarily get my tickets from Sheets gas stations as well. Because for the mm-hmm. most part now, they're, uh, you can buy them. You don't have to buy them behind the counter. They have like machines that you can buy them yeah. from. And since I don't carry cash, a lot of those machines, you could also just use your debit card as well. So they made it real convenient to be able to purchase. And this guy uh, on this game called the $5 million Ultimate Game purchased it in King George, Virginia at a sheet where the odds of winning the $5 million top prize, which there's only three of them in this game, are one in 2.4 million. And he is Mm. one of them. Um, there's a lot of people that talk about a lot of different things that you should do. If you do win, this guy had a choice of winning, uh, of taking the $5 million in annual payments over 30 years or a one-time cash option of 3.2 million before taxes. And the lottery had reported that he took the cash option. So take away about, you could do an estimate of about 34% for combined state and federal taxes to get, you know, just, just about 2 million for uh, $30. It's not a bad ordeal, man. Mm. So shout shout out to my man. What's his name here? Dennis Rector of Virginia for winning $5 million. Mm. In contrast to that, One of the, I think, one of the ones that you were thinking about was this North Carolina man. Yeah, that's the one. Ten million dollars back in 2017. Who mm. and there's parts of this story that I wasn't. It confused me about. Yeah. I guess he was married at the time. Cause here at the bottom, well, you know what? I'm skipping around. So in 2017, this guy wins ten million dollars, and he was 54 years old. Convicted of first degree murder and sentenced. This was so it said Friday, but this article was published May 30th of 2022. He was convicted of uh shooting and killing his girlfriend uh with a gunshot wound to the back of the head, who this young lady, Kiana Graham, was 23 years old. So you've got that age gap right there. Now, that made me kind of think about some things because I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because as I kept reading, it oh, uh, to go into why he did it, okay? Prosecutors mm-hmm. alleged and said, uh, which the guy later confessed to, that he had shot her uh, while they were in the hotel room after they had gotten to an argument about her texting other dudes. That's insane with me. And then the part that made me really scratch my head was at the time, CBS affiliate WECT described Hill as a nuclear power plant worker and said he intended to use his lump sum winnings of over $4.1 million after taxes to pay off bills and help his wife's business. So what happened there, man? Hold on. There's so many questions. So many questions. So many questions. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Where's this wife at? Like, what is going on? 
So he was married, and then what did they win, and did he got divorced? If that was the case, how did they split that up? Uh, was it worth splitting it up? I mean, I it's guarantee so she got $2.4 million of that, of that money. She, she split I, to half because she didn't you, like what he was going to do with it. Yourself, too. If you're not cool with your old lady, or you know, you like, hey man, I'm a multi-millionaire. I can be out here in these streets and sure, you know, way younger. <laughs> like, how did. did that conversation go? <laughs> mm. I mean, oh, it's not funny. It's not, but, but at the same time, the way that this article is, you know, because I went man and I found three or four different written articles that were some were the same, some were a little bit different, but none of them had a, cl- a clearer picture as far as the timeline of wait, did yeah. this guy get divorced? And you know, no details. was it anything? Yep, there were no details. None. Um initially the guy kind of became off of or or he wasn't necessarily a suspect originally, but the girl's mom had reported her missing, um, mm. you know, after a while. And hey, th- this was one of the quickest, easiest to pinpoint type of scenarios that I think I've seen as far as reported missing, surveillance from a hotel, they questioned the dude, and he confessed. It, it was like, yeah. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Well, uh, he I got convicted. I don't think it was premeditated. That's why he he didn't have a plan to make it secret or anything like that. Um, he just he was he just did it, you know, and that's that's fucked up. But I mean, he didn't have a plan. He didn't have any way of getting away with that. Nope. And uh, man, there's to me, it's like there is not a person on this earth that is worth giving up my freedom and my life. For like texting that. other people, not for that. Like, like she texting other dudes. Something. Go be with other dudes then. Yes, be go gone. Be, you, you know what I mean? You could go easily be with other twenty-something year olds, bro. Yeah, like, dude. I got half of four point two million dollars. I'm gonna use that half of that money <laughs> to do what I'm gonna do. You go do you. You know what I mean? You don't want this. This. You don't want to take the other half of this two point four million dollars. You go do you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, does it make nobody's sense, nobody's worth life in prison, dude. Yep, nope, no, no, nobody, no peace, leave, no nothing. Mm-mm. He sentenced to life in prison without the possibility, or convicted by a jury and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, and twenty-two to thirty-six months in prison for possession of firearm by a felon that runs concurrent. With his life sentence, so apparently the guy had been in trouble oh, with the law before. Yeah. The guy had been in trouble with the law before. Um, was not legally able to purchase a firearm, which is going to lead into our next topic, which is kind of the big topic for today's episode. But yeah, I just I can't. There is no reason, period, for what mm-hmm. she was doing. When you have that kind of net worth that I think it'd be worth getting in your feelings, getting enraged and taking someone's life 
for texting other people. I would have just been yeah. like, I would have been like, oh, <laughs> deuces, see ya. And it's not like legally they were entangled in the way that right. it would have made it harder for him to get out of it. Like whatever his situation, however that ended, with, I couldn't find nothing that talked about his prior marriage. Yeah. Nothing. Plus the article is super that they kind of dev, you know, delved into that, but nobody yeah. did. Nobody did. But uh, yeah, that's one thing that you know. Speaking of winning lottery winnings and stuff, that's you know, you have to be careful with who you have around. Yeah, what you would do, kind of like what you said earlier. You call your wife, and that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, man. Bit of a heavy topic today, man. Yeah, gun control. We've had a lot of mass yeah. casualties that have occurred. Some that have made national news and others that because it happens so often people don't necessarily talk about it like we're not going to bring up this one specifically here but uh we just had a federal holiday in the u.s uh uh memorial day and i made a casual joke with somebody that i said i'd almost bet from friday to monday midnight that the city of chicago is going to have about i said 48 plus or minus gun related injuries slash deaths and bro yeah. tell me why I was spot on and that's sad to say I was spot on and I told somebody that from Chicago and we got into a pretty interesting conversation about the reasoning behind it but none of his reasoning and what he said made sense to me you know because he wanted to talk about you know well you know why are the guns there and who's bringing them in and and that and I'm like, but it's still an individual's choice, okay? Like, if it's me, it's my choice to commit an act or actions that can run into some severe consequences, you know, whether I choose to do yeah. what I choose to do or not. Um, you know, I'm making the choice to do so. To yeah. me, I don't think, and, and and maybe it's just a king thing. Maybe I just, I don't understand it. But a lot of people want to put impoverished areas um, and associate it with, you know, high drug and high gun incidence rate, rates and blame other external factors as one of the major, major proponents of it. And I call bullshit on that. Yeah. I, I, I can acknowledge that it is a factor. I'm not going to see here and say that it's a major factor, but that's I another think, co uh, topic for a different day. But if you got yeah. some stuff to add to that, man, feel free. Well, I mean, I grew up in one of those places. And it's not like there's a car that drives up and gives guns out to people. These people are going out and actively looking for guns. I mean, they're not legally purchased weapons they're 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 entirely illegal and that's that's because violence and power are almost synonymous in in areas and neighborhoods like that so if you don't have a gun you're you're gonna get caught out there you know what i mean and it's it's the language of those areas you know and you know, people who live outside of those areas don't understand that language. They don't understand the concept 
but you can't blame anyone but the people living in it. They're the ones who are making those choices. There's always the choice to go. I have seen so many times people of like race or uh, tax bracket holding other people down from exceeding and getting away from those areas just because they didn't like it. Because it took their power away in their eyes. You know what I mean? So when these people wave guns at people and shoot people, they're they're exerting their power. You know, and, and that's why they're making that choice to purchase those guns. Those guns aren't just handed to them. I mean, they might be if they work for somebody like that. But that person purchased that gun illegally so that they could commit crime. You know what I mean? Like... I like that sentence of what you said, man, because to me, it it, it gave me this uh, very cartoonish visual of, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody mischievous or, you know, government in a black suit pulling up with a a big white van, you know, going to the hoods and opening up the back doors and saying, here's the guns, here's the drugs. (laughs) Dude, uh, I I just imagine the Wayans brothers doing that. Yeah, we got these guns for sale. You know what I mean? Like from, from In Living Color. But no, like I think that that's the problem with Americans is they have this cartoonish idea of what is really going on. They're like, well, it's obviously, you know, the American government is bringing guns into these neighborhoods so that they kill each other. What good would that fucking do? Like, oh, because America, the American government wants to kill all people of color. It's like, I mean probably but not like that you know what i mean they're not going to be overt about it you know there's not they're not driving vans into the hood and throwing guns out at people like candy i mean if if any place in the entire country has easy access to guns it's texas they like give them to you they're they're a place where they'll probably just give it to you at mcdonald's it's like a happy meal you know what i mean and (laughs) but you're not seeing those things happen in those places or you're not having the same conversation about that when they imagine that the government is bringing guns into the neighborhoods they're imagining slums in new york they're imagining detroit they're imagining louisiana you know what i mean they're not imagining texas you know outside of maybe houston you know what i mean they're not imagining california or portland you know they're they're not imagining white areas specifically you know what i mean they're imagining the places that we come from you know they're like oh you know it's the government no it's it's us living in those places we're making those choices you know and people are choosing poorly because they feel stuck or that's the language they've been taught i'm not making excuses i'm not even condemning them i'm saying that's just the way it is there it you know, you can honestly take a hood in any major city and superimpose it over Iraq or Afghanistan, and it wouldn't feel terribly different. I agree with that. The difference, the difference is, is your power, this manufactured form of power that the U.S. government thinks it has, doesn't exist in these microdomes. You know, these little biomes that belong to these, you know, these these uh, cities. They it belongs to them, and your power doesn't matter there, because you like like when raising children, you know you can only be there for so much time out of the day. 
you can't be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week governing, you know, and you're not putting food on their plate, you know, you're, 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 you're not protecting them when they're getting stuck up. You know what I mean? Like it's guns, guns is a language that Americans understand, you know, guns is a language universal and I'm not making excuses. I'm not even saying it's okay. I'm saying it is what it is. Every every single household in the Middle East has an AK-47. What's the difference between them and us when the kids aren't shooting up the kids? Now, but you're seeing the Taliban and you're seeing the, the extremists do terrible shit and they have more guns. So that's the other argument, the other side of the fence. Bingo. Everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, America's the only place where we have school shootings. And that may be true, but we're not the only place with violence. Correct. You know what I mean? It's just a form of violence that for some reason American youth seem to think is effective. The question is, is why? Why do they feel like shooting kids is an effective form of communication? That's all it boils down to. They're sending Mm -hmm. a message. There's like like a terrorist. A terrorist does it to incite fear and panic and to force you to react in a way that they want you to react. That's terrorism. That's all these shootings are. They're these kids who want to send a message or create a mass panic or to change the world in their way, in the way that they want it to change. You know what I mean? And the the real question is not it's it's how do we prevent that from continuing? Why is this the because let me tell you one thing right now. Until Columbine, do you think there were no school shootings prior to Columbine? That's an excellent question because I can tell you right I'm now there wasn't. I can tell you right now there wasn't. And you, I can't and you recall know why? It, Benny, yeah. And you know why? The places where I live, the places where people of color live have shootings all the time and nobody cared until a bunch of white kids killed a bunch of white kids and put it on national news and everybody said this is a problem but it's been a problem it wasn't new it wasn't Mm. new it was just now the people who talk the most or the people who vote the most or the people with the most money it doesn't really matter what matters is is this has been happening. It's just now that now that you know you put blonde hair and blue eyes to some of these things, people pay attention, and that's unfortunate. We should have been ta- paying attention long before that, long before that. The problem is is like even with Uvalda, like Uvalda was a, a Hispanic a Hispanic kid. Um, that blew my mind because I thought, you know, these school shootings, these these mass casualty events were almost predominantly one demographic. And that's not me saying I think only, you know, white kids are, are capable of this. What I'm saying is those were the only ones being televised. You know what I mean? Kids of color do commit crime all the time, too. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a global phenomenon that, that violence exists. And in America the ones that they put on TV are always the same ones, but it doesn't mean those are the only ones happening. That's just the news knows that that's going to get you to pay attention. You know what I mean? Do you get where I'm coming from? 
the yep. sensationalize, sensationalizing a catastrophic event. It, it started with Jessica falling down the well back in the 90s. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Think about that. If a little Hispanic child or a young black child fell down the well, do you think there would have been cameras there? No. And that's my point. And it's not to say that America's racist, but but we cared when a little white girl fell down the well. We cared when a bunch of white kids shot up a white school. You know what I mean? But we didn't care when uh, somebody shot up a black school. We didn't care when, you know, Hispanics were dying in the desert trying to cross over the border. You know what I mean? Like, we, we for some reason, this country who claims they're not racist so often only really cares. Look at the war in Ukraine. Why do we, like, I care about it. But it's a white country being assaulted, and a lot of people are like, hey, you know what I mean? But what about Africa? Hey, man, bro. What, what, uh, just under, you know, like about a week or two weeks ago, somebody brought up the same thing. They was like, we're, we're, think of how the response would have been different if, and then that was mm-hmm. one of the things that people introduced. Mm-hmm. And like everybody, when they heard that, kind of like sat up and was like, mm. Oh. Makes you wonder, right? Makes you think. <laughs> and and that's the thing is, again, I'm not passing judgment on anybody. I'm not. I'm not. Because like I'm thinking of this as a soldier. If they pointed me at Africa and said, Lee, we need to help the people of Africa, we would help the people of Africa. And we have tried. It's not like the American government hasn't tried. I think that's a, that we can really go on a tangent. But, but, but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that when America tried to help Africa, it was the government and the military and not the American people. They weren't ta- they weren't tuning in and turning on CNN and Fox News and all those channels to watch things un- 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 happen in Africa until like Black Hawk Down happened. But the minute Ukraine popped off, everybody was like, oh, we got to help these Europeans. You know what I mean? We got to save them. And don't get me wrong, as a soldier absolutely you know what i mean let let's help them i'm all for it you know what i mean and a lot of veterans have gone out there and done that but the same concept goes for these mass school, these school shootings america only pays attention what they definitely pay attention with kids thankfully if anybody cares about anything we should be caring about kids you know but you can't tell me those are the only shootings that happen and the only ones we care about if it happened in an urban school, would it have made headline news? Would the president have come out and said, we care about these kids? You know what I mean? Like, Because I can tell you, I know of a dozen kids that died when I was a kid, and no one gave a shit about them because it was in my neighborhood. Oh, um, some of the people, when I told you that they had all of those gun injuries in mm-hmm. Chicago... Over mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. in between all of these, you know, like it, you have the mass casualties, and mass casualties suck. Don't get me wrong, but you mean to me in my head, there's very little difference between a mass casualty and one event, and mm-hmm. you take over a three day period or three or four day period, you have the same number of deaths or more. 
you know, in a certain city or area that should be considered or, you mass know, casualty. neighborhood. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have kids that are dying as a part of that too. But is that being talked about? No, because it, you can make it sell it to some people. It's they can't sell it. That they can't sell it, and that's you it's know. Almost, it's almost like the expectation is for that to happen in Chicago. Yep. It, it, it it's okay to happen there because it happens there. Yep, and you know nobody I mean? would be surprised. This is like so. Would be like, eh, case Chicago. Yeah. That's exactly and how that, they and do, that's bro. The thing. And that's the thing. Like, we need to care all the time. And that's hard. And that's the problem. It's hard. It's hard to give a shit. It's hard to care when it doesn't affect you personally or it's not, you know, person of your same skin color or your demographic or your tax bracket or, you know, whatever club you belong to or some shit. It's hard to care all the time. It's exhausting to care all the time. And the problem that comes from the news blasting you with everything that happens all of the time everywhere. It is important to share the news and to keep the world informed. It's another thing to tell them to hate and to fear and to be scared all the time, every day, on the hour. You know what I mean? Every hour on the hour. You know what I mean? And But there's... Yeah, I mean, and yep. even that, it's not see, and that's the thing. The kid from Uvalde, he he got his guns from his parents. You know what Man. I mean? So it's not like the minimum age for him affected him. Yeah. And the funny um, thing about it, they want to raise it to 21. Hold on. They want to raise semi-automatic rifles to 21. Do you know where you can use a rifle before 21 years old? No matter what in the, the loss military. Is, in the military. <laughs> I was 18 years, I was 18 years old, fresh out of the projects, out of the hood where all of us criminals live, yada yada bullshit. And I used a gun and I used it properly and I didn't kill anyone. You know what I mean? Like all these all these labels and, and stupid bullshit we throw at each other and we say to each other and we, 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 we limit ourselves by labeling this or that, you know, and that's the reason why these people are losing their fucking minds because we're pushing each other away from each other all the time. You know, so... that kid had, that kid in Uvalde had mental health issues. He had mental health issues, mm -hmm. lots, but that doesn't imply that all people with mental health issues are going to shoot up a school. Okay, that is Bingo. a very small demographic of people who who have the audacity and the hate in their blood to do something like that. But ultimately, if you heard his story, his family didn't do all that they could have done. I mean, the warning signs, the red flags were there. The red flags were there. Everybody who talked about this kid said the red flags were there. And I feel like that's been the case for all of these major shootings. The red flags were there. And they had easy access to guns. But yep. the laws didn't affect the people who did the shooting. The laws affected the people who bought the guns and gave access to those kids. That's the difference. It's this it's this proxy uh, accessibility that's giving these people these guns to do these things. I think mm -hmm. a few cases they have been able to purchase the guns. You know what I mean? Like, 
I, I, I get that it's not 100%. That's the problem with labeling things. You, you, you can't get everything. It's not a, it's not an umbrella that just magically fits everything underneath it. <laughs> so so for those of y'all who are going to be listening to this, what I put across the screen without telling Joe that I was going to do it was breaking. House votes to raise the minimum age to buy semi-automatic rifles to 21. Now, for people that it to give a quick government lesson uh, about how the U.S. introduces bills and things like that, but I'll try and do it in under 60 seconds. Uh, as as part of our legislative process, if we want to create something or turn it into a law or whatnot, there's a couple of different ways that you could do that. The you kind of say like the lowest level of Congress, you have the House. You know, you have the Senate, then, you know, pass the Senate, you've got the president, right? Um, well, if the House introduces that bill starts out, that looks I'm about to share on the screen here. Uh, HR, which the HR part means that the House introduced the bill, um, and then it's labeled by numbers based off of whatever series that it gets uh, uh, introduced. So just because a bill makes it past the House, it doesn't mean that the Senate is going to approve it. And for this one specifically, I don't think that the Senate will. I think that it gets past yeah. the House. Um, I think that the Senate is going to look at it and go, this is stupid. It does nothing. It does nothing. And again, it kind of comes back to one of the points that you actually two points that you brought up as well. Uh, one being, you know, we can ask people to, you know, serve in the uh, military, which kind of like alcohol, but you still can't buy, you know, yeah. I said alcohol, you know, uh, until the age of 21. But also, too, a bad character is going to find a way to get themselves exactly. access to a uh rifle or a semi-automatic rifle so what's yeah. raising the age going to do so while i think that, and, and this is part of our congress tries to do things okay i, I, I don't know what, how, how much i agree with that <laughs> well, well we elect them to represent the people and, and then attempt they choose to make two changes. things that they want to do. Cause like, but, <laughs> but, and, and to be fair, sometimes that's the better bet because people knee jerk react to things all the time. And if we did everything the American people wanted all the time, this country would be a fucking zoo. It'd be a clown show. It'd be absolute chaos. So yes, Sometimes we need them to do the things that need to be done rather than what we I feel like I'm getting a deja vu moment right now. Hey man, anyways, I get those all the time. Anyways, what what I want to say is is that this bill seems like something that they're just trying to look like they're doing something. It's not gonna happen. Nobody's gonna pass that. Yeah. Um do I think it's it'll be effective? Absolutely not. Um, do I think they need to take guns away from people? No, I don't think they do. Um, but because, like you said, the bad actors are the people who are getting the guns illegally or by proxy. You know, they're not going to the store and doing a background check and getting a gun. They're they're taking them from their parents. They're taking them from friends. They're buying them illegally on on in 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 the streets somewhere. You know. Um, these laws are not going to do that. What they need to do is get comprehensive and start looking at mental health and, and, and providing 
resources for kids in schools and protecting the goddamn schools better. Man, uh, uh, see, 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 this sucks because, bro, we've been talking. We're at forty-four minutes right now, and you know, yeah. our podcast, you know, is intended to be an hour, and we don't really, you know, keep our segments to a certain time period because if the conversation's flowing, you yeah, know, then, 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 then we could just go. But man, you actually let me move from here. So this bill. Uh, short, shortly titled called "Protecting Our Kids Act" was introduced by the House that was trying to raise that raise the age limit for semi-automatic rifles, do some things to you know help to prevent gun trafficking and untraceable firearms, and then bring into uh, better stuff for like safe storage of guns to prevent a kid from uh, getting uh, or anybody from getting unauthorized access. But but then again too, like for me. I actually would prefer that my daughter understands and have access to my stored weapon in case she would need to use it to defend herself if for some reason I'm incapacitated or yeah. sleep and not able to. So um, there was some stuff here in this safe storage bill. Like I read it, you know, just prior to going live that I'm like, certain people are going to take a look at that and go, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um so so let's go past that man because like i said like we you know the whole legislative process is born but i was surprised that the house did actually you know uh uh um vote uh successfully to you know make that pass but i don't think it's going to pass the senate um talking about mental health man there's been some uh incidents and i'm not going to play the video since we're coming up on time. Oh, yeah, I know this story. I, I'll, yep, I'll just give a, a yeah. recap. There was a couple, and I'm doing air quotes, arguing because uh, when the cops showed up, they made a claim to be husband and wife, but other people had caught them in because they were arguing, or uh, he it, it was called in that he made a claim to threaten her or something like that. So these cops yeah. show up, all right. And they separate them two. You can see on the on one of the police's webcam that they're talking to her, and she's calm. And even when one of the police said that, well, there was a claim that you know he said that he was going to hit you or something, she went to quickly defend him and said, "Oh no, 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 we just talk like that." But you know, she, like she was real calm. Now, listening to both of them talk, you could tell. In my opinion that they were not real like all of the faculties weren't there like we just kind of say it that way yeah um so as they're talking to this guy right here the cops are kind of going back and forth they're trying to run some id and they tell him hey look you're not in trouble or anything but we are going to run your id um you know make sure that you don't have any outstanding you know warrants or anything like they it started out decent you know there was an interaction between this cop and a female cop that people kind of picked up on in the comment section like he snatched a notepad that was out of her hand and when she mm. tried to gain it back like the guy kind of pulled a power play move and i mean dude dude it was real obvious because that was the first thing when i went to the comments that i wanted to go see well anyway fast forward this guy right here jumps this fence goes into the water and says, I'm just going to go for a swim. And mm -hmm. the person whose body cam footage that we're watching, he goes, hey, man, I'm not jumping in there 
after you like hey, can you come back you know he's like oh man i'm just gonna go swim and then he's he asks like is he free to go or is he being uh detained or anything well uh the body cam gets cut off because eventually the guy who jumped into the water makes a claim that oh man hey help me help me i can't you know i'm drowning and the cops don't do anything and people wanted to get angry at the police for not attempting to help this guy that's drowning and in my opinion i'm like they did their job actually when the mm. guy chose to jump in the the way that he did i'm like what was he what were the cops supposed to do with all of their gear on not having proper i guess you could call it like rescue gear to try to save a guy that voluntarily jumped into this river it made no sense to me that people yeah. wanted to vilify the police in this case for a guy that voluntarily jumped in, but yeah, he didn't have any thing, reason to. Yep. But the thing that I'll add is I think this was uh another case, and I understand that cops get some mental health training, but not enough in my opinion to properly deal with a situation that they got called for in this type of scenario. And man, things happen so fast. It's not like even calling somebody that, hey, you know, uh, you know, there's a uh, there's a show that I watch where they have what's called a crisis one. And it's like they take a mental health advocate that goes out for certain, you know, calls. They yeah. don't necessarily need the police to try to stop interactions like this. And in that show, even though it's fictional, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there are cities that are probably well funded that have programs like this. And, See, and that's I think the thing that's the well-funded to be successful. Yeah, it's the well-funded part that's that's tough. <laughs> uh, let's see, we're at seven fifty-three now. Um, so so that kind of sums up this scenario. So while guns weren't involved, it it involved a an interaction where we talked about um someone's mental health and mm -hmm. how this guy just made, he just made a decision and. If you go and watch the video, which I'll include the link in the uh, comments, you can tell that, you know, he's not all there. Yeah. But it, to to uh, vilify the cops, in my opinion, for not trying to save the guy, I think that that is completely misplaced. And other people um, that I've read about in, you know, uh, other articles and things have talked about, you know, jumping in to try to save a victim and they're bringing you down to keep themselves up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. unless you're just really skilled, uh, unless you have some type of device that can assist. You watch the video, <laughs> there's lots of other people there. Yep. Yep. Lots of, are, are they all to blame too for that man drowning? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who it's the police job to protect and serve. But they're they're not all equipped. What if the police officer would have? I mean, look at all the shit the police officer's wearing. He's got to take all that shit off and leave it up there to possibly get taken by somebody. And then he gets in the water and he's not an Olympic swimmer. His the whole point of everything that he does is on land. I wouldn't sign up for be a police officer if I had to save people in the water. I fucking hate the water. You know what I mean? It's my <laughs> one of my greatest fears to drown. So like. I, I I wouldn't do it, and I would hope people wouldn't hold me accountable for that. It's not like they pushed him in the water, you know? Exactly, oh. man. And I tell you that, like, because 
depending of like that might be something like a specialized unit. Like if you live yeah. somewhere near the swamp or something like that, I'm pretty sure that they have like a specialized unit that's more trained on in that type of terrain to mm-hmm. be able to go out and do something. But yeah, I people need to really take a step back and assess a situation. In this scenario, when I first kind of saw people's outrage, I was like, all right, let me go check it out. And then when I checked it out, I'm like, yeah, no, uh-uh. I think that putting these guys on um, paid, paid at men while it's being investigated is the right thing. But when it comes out, there shouldn't be any marks against any of the responding officers for uh, their actions in this scenario. Now, Joe, the big one, mm-hmm. and we're not, and we'll go as long as we need to go to see if we get all the points down. Judy, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it already, man. Definitely, in my opinion, a tragic situation. There was also more information that's came out recently as far as the timeline of events of what happened with responding officers people that were on the scene and even uh a scenario in which a teacher that was in one of the classrooms that got shot and injured uh had talked about what they had observed but before i get into any of that talk about what you know because you're a pretty good person to be able to set up a story so give your events on what you understand uh happened and what you know about the timeline and any additional comments that you'd like to bring up on this story so you're gonna be surprised by this one but i've actively stayed away from this story i'm Um, not surprised by that i'm not I, i am not surprised by that actually um I've seen enough of that stuff to know just how bad it really is. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard about the delay in response from the police. Um, I don't know what the deal is with it because I, like I said, I've been actively trying to stay away from it. Um, mm-hmm. But as I understood it, you know, the one of the teachers accidentally left the door propped open. Um, he came in, started shooting. The police showed up but didn't go in for like 40 minutes while he just went around shooting. And uh, I'm honestly amazed only so many – truthfully, it's it's har- horrible to say, but so few died with how long they waited to go in. Uh, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy he didn't get more children because, Jesus Christ, like it wasn't enough, but – yeah, from what I understand, it, it it was a delayed response from the police, and I don't know what the deal with Texas is on that one. I mean, of of all places, Texas, I would have thought they would have had a, a serious, serious response and really quickly. Um, but that's that's what I know. So I've tried not to form opinions on it. I've tried not to delve too into it. I didn't want to let all of that awful shit into my body. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's actually a really good summary of the timeline as I understand it as well. What one of the teachers who was there that witnessed it said that one of the things that is, is going to be hard for him to get out of his mind is um 
he was in one of the classrooms where a majority of the people got injured and that one of the girls that was in there was on the phone with 911 and because of her trying to talk with the authorities it's his opinion that that's what got the gunman's attention to that classroom to where he then went in and you know started shooting you know in there but that there were authorities that were right outside apparently that did nothing while that was going down and that's one of the things that this teacher is quoted as saying he will never forgive the lack of responsiveness that occurred um between that even though he had admitted everything happened you know so fast the way that he's quoted as saying is you have on body armor you you have a weapon i don't have anything so why are you waiting why are you you know not not making a decision to respond and see man there's much that you can kind of talk about that as well like Police have, there's a basic level of training that they have. And then you have like specific tactical units, like a SWAT team that has more training uh, with advanced weapon techniques because the SWAT stands for like, mm, you know what? Special warfare and tactics. Yep. Yep. Special warfare and tactics. So it's uh, 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 additional training with uh, additional tools resources and things to consider um that can that they can do to try to minimize loss of life in you know certain uh situations so i'm not expecting the initial responding people to have swat level type training you know don't get me wrong yeah Um, but 19, 19 officers at the school 45 minutes before the suspect was killed you got 19 people and no offense to you, but like you got 19 people. He can't kill all 19 of you before you take him down. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I don't mean that the cops sh- should have to go in and die, but what is the alternative? It's the kids die. I, I mean, man, it's you're your reading sole, my mind, bro. It's your sole purpose. to and, and, Cause you know, we support police in this channel. You know what I mean? We, we, a lot of our friends, became police after they left the military. You know, I have family who's in the police and I respect police heavily, but these Texas officers, man, I I don't know what to say to that. You know, I I get that there's, there's considerations. You don't want to go in 19 guys start. I mean, obviously the door's small, so you can't all 19 get in at the same time. You don't want to start going in and blasting because you got kids but I mean, at some point you have to say the first guy takes the bullets through the door and then the next guy gets the kill. Like any of us had to do multiple times while we're downrange. You know what I mean? I know loads of guys who were the doorman and they took two to the chest. Thankfully they had plates in, you know, and, and, and their teammates or they got, took the guy down who tried to take them out. That story's probably happened a million times for some of our people. So, I mean, why – I'm not saying the cops should have to sacrifice their lives. But if I had to protect my children, I I would not wait 45 minutes, you know? One of the uh, things – It's tough, man. It sucks. 
Yep, it, it it it's a bad story all around. It is. This shooter, for those of y'all that uh, have either just avoided hearing about it or whatnot, but he did not survive. It happened in the midst of another shooting that had occurred as well, and and it's it's funny to me that I can't even tell you which one happened before or afterwards. But the guy in Buffalo, New York, who Twitch streamed uh, going to a a grocery store with a rifle as well and killing nothing but black people, mm. which, and, and there's even one part of the video and I'm, I wished, I wished I didn't watch it because that video is going to haunt me. Um, where he pointed his, uh, his rifle at a, uh, Caucasian individual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the person was like, no, no, no. And the kid goes, sorry. And then runs off and shoots other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like I saw that part and was like, D A F A, what D A F A Q? Because I was like, wait, what? Did he really yeah. apologize to somebody that had the same skin complexion as him and continued to shoot darker skinned people? And the, I, the, man, the I, rough part, the rough part is, is people will ignore that fact completely because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. It's a convenient. Uh, thing to do yeah that part yeah. Not, that part didn't get talked about i'm like did, n- n- it was like a, it was, like, a, it was like one line in the news article and that was it <sighs> how long Man. were they talking about it how long was the news talking about it oh that one it but like i said i don't it was a blip I, it was a blip it was on it was, it, was a blip. Blip. it was in the news for like a day and that was it <laughs> and why and again, it's not a. It's I'm not condemning anybody. I'm saying it's 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 irresponsible of the news. It's irresponsible of us as people to forget and to conveniently choose which ones make us angry and which ones don't. Bingo. You know what I mean? It's it's irresponsible of us. We should be upset at all loss of life. It, it's a fact of it's a fact of life, but that doesn't mean we have to be okay with it because it doesn't affect us personally. I think our country's too big for us to really have an answer. We're oh, too dude. big. There's uh, too uh, much scenario. Each, each too much state's difference. governed differently. Each city's yeah. governed differently. People so different. there's not going to be an answer. Mm-hmm. My my overall arching answer goes, like it speaks more to going back to being in a community and like having a community to where everybody knows everybody because you know where i grew up you knew who the person was that was likely to pop off and do something if you live in an area where that's possible like i did you know you just kind of knew not to mess with them do enough to him or her you know just make sure that you didn't do anything that would make them go sideways sometimes it just couldn't be helped like we had this kid I'm convinced to this day that this dude was a reincarnation of the devil in person. Uh, he Damn. also didn't. He also didn't live past twenty three or twenty four. And I'm just like, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He was held back twice, so he was significantly older than everybody in his grade. The guy just was. He chose violence every single day. It seems uh, for the teacher, you know, in in eighth grade. And just like it spoke to the type of person that he was. Well, I'm just like, 
if I could avoid that person, man, I I just stayed away from him. I if if I didn't have to talk with him or they tried to put me and him together in some type of group assignment, I got out. I don't want to do it. Give me an F. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 I'm not even saying that you know that's the answer as yeah. well. But at the same time, man, I don't think that we as a nation can have an answer. I think that what we can do, and it it, it has sparked some conversations between parents because parents want to ensure that their kid goes off to school and is in a safe environment. And I yeah. think that, it, that in certain areas, like where we live anyway, they're having that conversation. And at least I'm aware of it anyway, where they're reviewing things. Parents are getting into the school superintendent's face, uh, wanting to know how the schools are being protective of, you know, the precious cargo, the young yeah. minds and future scholars of America. And I'm I thankful can, that you, at least I live in an area that see they're putting that on the forefront. See, the problem is, the problem is, where I grew up, there were cops in the schools. And you know where shootings weren't happening? In the schools where the cops already were. Because criminals don't go where cops are. They go where cops aren't. Now, that's the problem, is they don't want to pay for, for police presence. Like, I see all these posts about veterans and, you know, veterans without without work could go in and provide armed security. I, I don't I don't necessarily think that should happen unless they got training and certification and like a, a union or something to protect them too. But like ultimately when I was growing up, my high school had a police office in the building with multiple police officers. Not just one, multiple. Mm-hmm, it's a big same. school though too. But my point is is Americans don't want to see that. Um, Americans might feel like it's infringing on their freedoms, that kids shouldn't have to feel like like there's an authoritarian presence, you know, pressuring them or holding them down. But truthfully, the alternative is this. So maybe that's one of the answers, not all of the answer, because that's the thing. The, 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 the problem is too complex for one simple answer. For raising the gun level, the ban to age 21. It's not It's not as simple as that. It's a far more complex and complicated problem. Police in the schools might be a, a solution. A well-regulated militia of veterans protecting the schools might be an option. If the veterans had uh, training, certification, held to the same standard as police, you know what I mean? Something to manage it so it's not a bunch of dudes standing around with guns. You know, you know, especially like you know, we we do have a problem. Some of us veterans with being dickheads, and <laughs> our kids don't need to see that. You know what I mean? They need they need a gentle hand to to wave at them, and then a strong shoulder to carry the the weapon that needs to protect them, and. Again, it's not the answer, but it could be a part of an answer. Because um, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the guy who has the answer. I'm not smart. You know what I mean? We're not. We're not the person who's going to solve complex geopolitical issues in an hour every other week. You know. But yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. But 
I, I think so, we all know something needs to happen. We all know it. It's it's in here. It's in our chest. Every time something like this happens, you just groan and say, fuck, man, I wish somebody would do something. Yep. Well, Joe, we are coming up yeah. on the end of the Just Joking Podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Do you have a word of the day? Always. All right. So you've given me rumbustuous. You've given me mellifluous. You've given me flummoxed. And you've given me draconian. Mm-hmm. What do you have today, good sir? Today is abstruse. I thought you was about to say abstract. And I'm like, ooh, I think I got that one. Abstruse? Abstruse. 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 Okay. All right. Abstruse. That would be A-B-S-T-R-U-C-E. Abstruse. Mm, so close. Oh, man. Right. Nuts. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So abstruse. Abstruse is where it's a verb. Okay. And it means to take away from abstruse. No, it's an adjective. <laughs> it means difficult to understand or obscure. All right. Difficult to understand or what? Or, or obscure. Or uh, obscure. So and like, spell it one more time to make sure that I have it right. A-B-S-T-R-A-B-S-T-R-U-S-E. Abstruse. Okay. And it's an adjective. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are putting the word up on the day on the screen. As soon as I find out where it's saved. It did not save. All right. So the word of the day was abstruse. Let me try this one more time because I want to get this up here. A-B-S-T-R-U-C-E. And it was. U-S-E. Doggone it. It, it, It's stupid because it's Bruce Wayne abstruse. It should just go together. And and it meant. uh, Difficult to understand or obscure. Difficult to understand or obscure. Obscure. All right, let me try this one more time. Click add. Hey, there we go. Popping up on the screen here. Abstruse. It is an adjective. It means difficult to understand or obscure. Like how me, when I try to communicate with some of these ladies out here, Mm. and when they're trying to talk back to me, I'm looking at them very abstrusely. All right, we've gotten through our first episode of the, uh, no, we're still technically in the first half of the year, of the Mm. Just Joking podcast, where we titled this one, Do You Have an Answer for Gun Violence? We'd like to know from you guys, the listeners, okay, the people that might watch this on the replay. What do y'all think? Do you have an answer for gun violence? Give us your thoughts. Shoot us an email, just.joe.king.podcast at gmail.com. Leave us something in the comments. Hit that like button on YouTube and chime in. Uh, What are your thoughts about mass shootings in the U.S. in general or for our international listeners? Because, Joe, 
we have international listeners, my man. Let us know how things are going on in your country involving gun violence. Uh, or if not, and you don't have any around your area, but you're aware of what's going on in the United States of America, I'd like to know what you think as a foreigner listening to what we talk about on the matters that happens over here in the U.S. Joe, do you have anything to close us out with for our show? I think no matter what we take away from this, I think the important thing is, is we care about our kids. And I think it's it's on all of us, all of us, not just the politicians, not just the police. It's on all of us to do everything we can to ensure our kids are, are nurtured and loved and cared for and also provided a firm discipline so that they don't go off on wild tangents and, and do crazy things. Like we have to do the best we can so that if something like this happens, we can say, I did everything I could. So you don't look like the reason your child did something. Maybe, just maybe, that love, that discipline, that care stops a kid from making that choice. You know what I mean? I like it. I don't have anything to follow that up. So on that note, we're out. Until next time, everybody. <laughs>